Welcome to RTFC, the only podcast that reminds you to read the fucking card. I'm Tony, and as always, I'm joined with Kirk and Phil. What's up? What's going on, everybody? How are you? Uh, Thank you for listening to episode two, Works in Progress. Uh, We're going to jump right in and start talking about uh, what you may or may not have seen at the pre-release event that just took place. Uh, I was not lucky enough to be a part of such a magnificent occasion uh, however, I believe both Phil and Kirk uh, had quite an experience to talk about, so I'm going to pass it on to them as I uh, listen intently. Well, I think uh, we should uh, hear uh, Kirk's previous experience before uh, mine, because his was a lot more exciting than mine, because I got my ass whooped. Um, so, uh, Kirk, uh, I don't know how it went for you. Uh, I, I had a really good pool. I had a lot of interesting cards, including the Planeswalker we talked about last week, Karn. And uh, I also had a Molten Steel Dragon. I was pretty lucky to have gotten both. Um, and Avencer. And I found room for all three. Um, the cards themselves were pretty powerful, including Karn, which I was on the fence about. And I really do think that after some more playing with them, especially in Limited, that he is the real deal. I didn't manage to place in the pre-release. I went 3-2 which is mediocre, but for me, you know, I was like, yay. And um, that was pretty much it. We went 3-2 at a pre-release, but this wasn't a normal size pre-release. There wasn't like 12 or 15 people there. How many people were here? Uh, 56. Yeah, we 56, had 56 person pre-release. And some were turned down. So basically, you went to a very low-casted uh, PTQ for the yeah. argument of this pre-release. Yeah, it was a, a pretty... A, oh, you turned people down, you said? Yes. Yeah, well, the story rack could only hold, like, 54 people. We wound up squeezing two more in. And there was more people trying to get in, but we just couldn't have the space for them. Yeah, I see. Well, I mean, at least you made your money back from the draft, right? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Oh, sealed. I am very happy that I came in 12th. As mediocre as it is, I, you know, I was content with it. If they did deck list for women, I'm sure your name would show up. Our one buddy, A-Shock, who wound up uh, winning it, happened to have a, a Frexian Obliterator and a Foil Frexian Obliterator in his pool, which was kind of retarded. <laughs> and, and his third Frexian Obliterator was the Frexian Metamorph. Oh yeah, and he had the, the Frexian Metamorph too, so he's run sealed deck, three Frexian Obliterators, which is pretty messed up. I mean, I wasn't lucky enough to get I mean, I pulled a lot of like, spot removal and stuff, I was in, I was in black-white. I had some decent stuff in there, but I just couldn't get Like, first round went against Gerard Fabiano, who had a disgusting deck. And then after that, like, I beat, like, two other guys that didn't really have a whole lot going on. I had to deal with a Geth. I killed him pretty easily. And, uh, then I went up going against, uh, one buddy, Aaron, who, uh, dropped an exclusion ritual on my Chancellor of the Annex. And then I dropped another bomb I have. I don't really remember what it was. It's kind of forgetful bomb. But I played that, and then he dropped a Glitter Point Stag. Blinking the Excursion Ritual and bringing back in to get rid of another bomb. And they did it again with his second Glimmer Point Stag, which was ridiculous. And That's then I, the dream right there. Yeah. I was lucky enough to kill one of his Glimmer Point Stags, and then he wound up remembering and falling it back up and got rid of something else. So I was just like, wow, screw this. And that's yeah. why I kind of got angry and called it quits. Unfortunately, it is very competitive in New Jersey right now. It always has been for Magic, and it always will be. Yeah, because we have nothing better. Well, uh, 
Here's actually a question I had. The format of the uh, pre-release you went to was uh, three packs of Scars of, Scars of Mirrodin and three packs of New Phyrexia. Correct. Is that the is that the standard? Is that what that's Wizards the sealed is standard? Out? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, see, th- that's that's kind of weird for me. And I mean, I understand obviously. Well, the thing I don't like about that is without the Mirrodin Besiege in there for sealed, Infect's kind of hard to pull. Exactly. Because that was what their biggest draw. Like, there's a lot of people that are running Infect, but like. You can't. It's subpar really in It's subpar. You can't. You don't get all. You don't get the rot wolf. You don't get the blight widow. Like stuff like that. Like you're basically cut out of good green infect for that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I know draft is one one and one. Yes. The reason I know is that is because Wizards put out these uh, special draft uh, draft packs, which is uh, thirty six packs, one row of scars, one row of besiege, one row. Of oh Frenzy. really? Yeah. You that's can buy those. Cool. Uh, Star City Games has them. I think the distributors are selling them. But that's pretty good, because now it's one box for a 12-man draft. You know, you don't have to crack open actual sell products. Boxes, yeah. And then you can use one as a prize for support. It's, it's a really nice way. Plus, you can like your, you and your friends can all grab one and have like a personal draft, so that's pretty good. I'm not, like I said, I'm not very big into limited. I only do it when I have to, and I'm especially not big into Scars, Mirrodin, limited. Um, yeah, I hear you. It's understandable. But, I mean, I almost can't avoid drafting or playing in sealed tournaments on release of it. It's, it kind of has to happen. Yeah, it's almost it like a tradition. It's like you, well, I mean, in addition to being able to pull stuff that's decent, at least in the sealed, you're paying 25 bucks. Um, if it was, you have a chance to get some decent stuff. Plus, you can always pull like a Mox Opal now, or you can pull, I guess, Koth. Koth is still 20 bucks. Sword of Body and Mind. Sword, right? sword of Body and Mind, it's like 20. Bucks. No, it's still 20. All the is swords. it? Yeah, all the swords are still really Wow, really I thought good. that was down like maybe well, no, no. If you remember, you actually ripped one in half, so. Actually, I ripped one into four pieces. Oh, okay. Yeah. We are still on the hunt for those four pieces. Yeah. No, we have one of them. <coughs> I have one of them. Uh, Ian has one, Ramus has one, and the other one's MIA. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's alright, we can always, you know, not deal with it ever again. Sort of body and mind's kind of dead, because I think this is the perfect segue uh, to go right into discussion about the meta. Uh, after Cobbled? <laughs> well, uh, after the release, uh, as we said in the last podcast, we promised we would talk a little bit about the meta, about decks you're going to play, decks you should be playing, decks you're going to see all the time. And cards you should be playing. And cards you should be playing. Like Spellscape. As, as usual. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, now, it's been a week. I've actually spent this week testing, uh, testing new formats, new builds, new stuff, completely new rogue decks that I, I think just might make the cut, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about them. But we're going to start. We're going to start by talking about uh, uh, Callblade and any uh, variation of it. Callblade, Darkblade, Sparkblade. No, Sparkblade's not good. Um, there's no reason for cutting Sparkmage anymore because you don't need it in the mirror. Oh, true. The um, well, if I remember, the Sparkblade placed recently at something. Pre, but we're talking about the. We're talking Recent. about. We're talking about. The shift. Well, yeah, once the shift happens, I mean... I mean, it's I mean just gonna you go know back what? Rug placed recently, too, and yeah, that's... Well, Rug's kind of dead and buried. I know that you're uh, sad to see that go. Yep, that was my bread and butter but, for a But while. you got Pyro Twin or whatever you're working on now, so... So, so Cowboy, let's let's just get around there. Uh, you, you should be mostly familiar about it, but it takes advantage of the Stoneforge Mystic package with Squadron Hawks. Uh, late builds have been running, like, one Viridian Longbow and then two sort of Feast and Famines. It's like perfect for control aspects, and the reason it's been threatening 
is because after every expansion, it's become less and less of a control deck and more and more of an aggressive deck that can go to control. Yeah. Uh, with these new cards that are coming out, specifically, I believe, the three cards that are going to immediately make a big deal to the deck. Sword of War and Peace. Sword of War and Peace. Batter Skull. Freaking Batter Skull. Batter Skull and, and Spellskite. Spellskite. Well, Spellskite should go, like, everywhere. Yes. He's looking pretty beefy right about now. You should be running Spellskites and Surgical Extractions in every deck, whatever color you're playing. Mm -hmm. But, uh... I mean, you're gonna get, you're gonna see a little bit of a change in the way the deck's going on. Like, like the re whole reason for Viridian, uh, Viridian Staff, was it, or Viridian Longbow, Silvak Lifestaff, Life Staff, whatever. I don't know, whatever. Good job. Those are draft cards. Yeah. Uh, the whole reason for that was to keep give you a little bit of a stall against like red decks. You don't need that anymore because now, if your Stoneforge Mystic actually survives, then you're getting a four-four Life Link. Vigilance that's going to block the Goblin Guide, and then even if you kill, if they're like, "Oh, Searing Blaze," I'm like, "Cool, I still have a four four. <laughs> I still have a, I, I still have a wall. Vigilance. Yeah, like even if you kill the the token, the enchantment. I mean, the equipment is still going to stay. So, <laughs> why don't we go into more depth about this card, Batter Skull? Well, we did last in the last thing. Yeah. So, what exactly do you think they're going to run one copy of one. it or just one? Just one. They just need one. There's no, there's no reason for it because it's never, it shouldn't be getting destroyed. The good players are going to know that tapping out in, in the in the wrong kind of matchups is going to have it get, you know, crushed or yeah. nature's claimed or whatever shit cards might destroy it. Uh, but in the other aspect, it's 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 something that has to be dealt with. And then they're still going to have Sword of Feast and Famine, and they're still going to have the new sword, the Sword of uh, War, War and Peace. Uh, and that's going to be in the main now because it's just it's just brutal. The ability that the sword deals damage and they're going to gain life back, it's... Yeah, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. It's, yeah, and protection from... The, like, it's basically... The, Stoneforge Mystic is now, like... The, it's going to hit, like, $30. I'm, I assure you, Stoneforge Mystic is going to be, like, Especially with World Lake being out of print and all, too. Yeah. It's a lot harder to get them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's too good. Like, I'm happy. I got a, I got a play set for five hours each of really broke-down, beaten versions of it. Oh. But I hear that... I hear that sleeves are really good when you play, uh, you know, messed up cards. So I have my regular playset. I have this additional playset. I just got my playset of Splinter Twins, but Callblade. Like, let's 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 take it down. And any version of Callblade. There's the Esper Callblade version, which uh, the only real difference is they run instead of the colonnades, they're running the unblockable, uh, the creeping uh, tar pit. Discard spells such as Inquisition of Kozilek. They're just running Inquisition. They're running Inquisition and Doomblade. That's the only thing that yeah. they that they add. And then the, the same deck, like they don't run Day of Judgments. Um, oh, we skipped over something. Well, no, let's keep going on that. So you have that. Uh, and I mean, Inquisition is just it's. There's really nothing you can like. If you turn one in Inquisition, I assure you, you're getting some. You're gonna win on the deal. It's yeah. not gonna, and that's not even factoring in if you're going to sideboard like two or three surgical extractions in case you're getting rid of something and you definitely need to get rid of it. Like when it first came out, when I first read about surgical extraction, I'm like, "Wow, that's great! You can turn one in Inquisition and then surgically extract that out of the deck." I'm like, yeah, but really, how many times do you really want to do that? Like a lot of times, removing, like you don't want to do it for like mana leaks because yeah, then they'll be out of counters, but you've also thinned their deck properly. You do want to do that for like kill cons. Like if you happen to get a Jace out of there. With get a new Jace yeah. off the dresser. You're also yourself at a card disadvantage too. Yeah, you're you're. Well, 
Yeah, yes, but also yes. remember, when you surgical extract someone, especially if it's relevant, that's one less threat you have to deal with. So I actually think it's a pretty fair yeah, it's, trade. I mean. It's not... It's it, it's it's a good play, it's just not the best play. And that's why I think Dark Blade's got a really good matchup. But uh, I personally... And this is the well, this is obviously the reason I, I'm not playing Rug anymore. I don't think you can pull off three-color decks. It's Tech Edge is now... It's a $2... What is it, Uncommon? Yeah, it's, it's a $2, $2 uncommon, uncommon right now. Because it's so good, it's it's destructive. It will shut down. It, it'll make you pay unless you're running a cobra for a fix, and they're not running ways to remove the cobra. Tech Edge is going to end your day. <clears throat> um, a little bit more on Callblade, the actual the blue white bill, uh, uh, Spellskite in particular. Spellskite, I, I assure you, Spellskite is. I think it's priced at ten dollars right now. It will yeah, go up. It's going to go up. I've, uh, originally, I was like, yeah, it's cute. It's a sideboard card. No, it's not. It's it's like it, it, it replaces Day of Judgment for the most part in uh, yeah, it, in, it, it in takes main board target removal off because your back, you really right? don't need Day of Judgment when you don't really don't need board wipes. Like it just becomes irrelevant because you're going to be playing such a race deck that even a spell skite equipped with a sword's a big deal. Even a and, and on top of it, they can't instant speed remove anything if you have a spell skite out. They can't uh, you know swords the plow. Oh, we actually talked about that. Uh, they can. The only thing they can't stop is go for the throw. So, yeah. if you're playing Dark Blade, don't run Doom Blade. Run go for the throw. It seems like the number of artifacts you're gonna have to deal with are only relevant in like one deck or two right now. But you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna run like two two or three spell skites. Get your playset early. Try don't yeah, don't get trade them, them away if you got them already. Uh, hold on to them. Uh, a common problem that people get, especially when the last set comes out, is people worry so much. About uh, about completing their deck now, that they don't realize that the cards they're ha- they have in uh, what New Phyrexia are going to be around for another year. Yeah, like, another year. Period. I did the sa- I did I made the mistake with Rise of the Eldrazi. I started getting rid of cards like Splinter Twin cards like yeah. uh, Splinter Twin <laughs> shot from like thirty cents to Gideon, twelve dollars. I sold my Gideon's at twelve dollars. I was like, whatever. He's only twelve dollars. I guess I'll get him back if I need him. And now he's at what thirty? He's thirty right now. So like I, I made that mistake. I'm never making that mistake again. When the last set comes out, I'm I'm buying a case because I happen to have the money laying around. I'm gonna hold on to all those cards. The only trade I'll make is for other cards that are gonna be around forever. We don't know what Innistrad's gonna bring. We don't even have an idea. We don't even know what M12 is gonna bring. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. I mean. Well, I mean, look at how much M11 changed the game when M11 dropped. Yeah. With the Titan cycle and everything that Baneslayer coming back for another run. Like, yeah, but M11 just kind of fit into archetypes. Like, M- M11, M11 fixed things that were there, and it enabled a couple... It enabled two decks. M11 enabled... Valakut. Valakut and Eldrazi Green off the bat. And then the other deck, the other sets are what enabled stuff like Rug and... Uh, I mean, well, Rug's always been around, but it's not... It's... It, I'm not really worried about M12. I, I Honestly, I believe they're going to reprint the Titans, just because no one had anything bad to say about them. There was never... A, uh, a bad situation, and Valakut's gone when Valakut cycles out, so that's really not a big deal. Um, yeah, but also the way I'm thinking like, against them getting reprinted is in M in M11 they had your five Titans, the Premier Mythics. You had the five Planeswalkers. You had Baneslayer. Mm-hmm. That's eleven Mythic slots already filled. Yeah. They like keeping the set like half and half, half new, half old. So I think we're gonna be losing the 
tight cycle. What makes you think that... I mean, they're not unfair cards. No, I never I said mean, that. No. But I just think they, they had their time. They were good. There's nothing wrong with them. But like I'm thinking they might want to try a different mythic cycle to go into this to get to sell boxes. Yeah, and but stuff if we like know that. anything about wizards, is that they're lazy? Uh, so, unless they unless they started planning on new immediately, we, like they put in the Titans in M11. Why to sell boxes? You know, that was the main thing. And well, this one, we're not getting Baneslayer anymore. So. Well, they never confirmed she was out either. Yeah, they did. No, they said in the last set that Baneslayer or Lightning Bolt they were thinking of giving the axe to, but they both made it back in. Whatever. Baneslayer's going to go down to $5, and I still won't care. I think that what they should do is reprint the lands. I'm tired of the comes into play if you have one. I kind of yeah. want I kind of want Pain Lands back. or I want Pain Lands back. Really. I don't know. I wouldn't mind Pain Lands. I wouldn't mind Filter Lands. but were I would love Filter Lands, but Call that's wait. besides the point. Got to go back to talking about the Blade decks. You're going to have to get ready for them. You're going to have to prepare. If you're going to play them... This is what you should be worried about. If you're going to play against them, this is what you should have. You have, and I mean absolutely board positively, ha- not so much board wipes, but uh, not really, because they're never really going to have more than two creatures out. The deck can play around everything. It's going to have threats are going to be whatever has a sword on it and Jace. That's pretty yeah. much it. And then you're, when they get to Gideon, you're going to you're gonna need to find ways to you're going to need to find ways to deal with the spell skite if it hits. You're going to need to find ways to deal with the sword. Uh, granted, uh, you're going to be fine on casting stuff like, uh, actually Crush. Like, you can run like Crush now, if you're running in red. Because Crush is going to guarantee to kill the equipment. It's not going to kill the spell sky. He cannot redirect it. He's not a valid target. Uh, he, you, he can redirect Nature's Claim. And that's kind of that's kind of an unfair advantage to you, because they're going to pay the two life, and then they're going to gain the four. Yeah. So you really don't want to give him the Nature's Claim. Uh, there's, there's a lot of weight. You're just going to have to stop. Like, now, you're just going to have to either be faster than them, or just have the answers at the right time. The deck is really, really good. If you're, if you're, if you can deal with taking the punishment that it's going to dish out, deal with it. If you can't, sorry, you're not going to quit. Me. I think hand disruption is your best bet against going into call blame now. Well, really, really disrupt what they're setting up, what they're planning. The deck apart is is that it's card advantage machine. I mean, between Jace and Squadron Hawks in general, I mean that's that's a lot of digging. It can't mulligan poorly. No, you okay. like you can easily mulligan out to six, see a hawk or a, or a stoneforge misting, and be like, "This is fine. This like, is absolutely good. fine." And that's why I feel like board wipes are very key because you can't go one for one with Callblade or Darkblade or any of these Squadron Hawk based decks because it just doesn't. Yeah, but they're not. But that won't make a difference because they're not going to overcommit. You're gonna. You're always gonna get. Two, you're gonna get two for one on them, and then you're. They're gonna. Remember, the deck is so good that it has a, a beginning and no end. Like yeah. the deck starts once it gets going, it's either stop. it's either going to be I'm going to play aggressively right now, or it's going to say okay I'm going to play aggressively when I have six mana so I can use my celestial colonnade, or I'm going to play aggressively the, like the deck just waits. That's why I only run six counters now. It's no longer a control deck. It just has clutch counters in it. So it's like oh no you can't do that, and now I'm back into the game. And it's going to dig. It's going to dig through its entire deck the entire time. It's a great deck. The only reason I don't play it is because I have a personal hatred for that deck. It kept me out of winning uh, a, a Star City Game Qualifier, uh, even though I was prepared for it, because that was the first time. It was an Ed- it was the Edgar Flores build. It was actually a real good friend of Edgar Flores, uh, who I played against, and he entered the Royal of my, uh, my Precursor goals. He, you know, he made me look like a fool, so... Did he Ancestral Recall? Or yeah, he Ancestral Recall. Yeah. But it's cool, because then I put the, the, the card that makes me Ancestral Recall in the deck, and that was alright. Uh, it's, it's just, Callblade, if you can afford it, I advise you to run it. Um, try your best.
less. If you can't afford it, you know, try to focus on running a, a black variant or some way to hit, hit their hand. If you hit their hand, you're you're much better off yeah. than if you're trying to hit them when they, when they cast the cards. Uh, I think Dark Blade's the better deck, with the exception of the fact that it's in three colors. I think that it has a better matchup against a lot of decks. And, I mean, the same as Blue-Black Control. It's, I think Blue-Black Control just got stronger, too. I think Control decks are very important. I think if you can play any kind of variant of Control, you'll be doing it. Yeah, well, I like how like this set's kind of balancing out a bit more, so now we have a decent spread of combo control and aggro, you know? Well, we will, we will. Which but is also going to make way for mid-range decks to come back as well. Yeah, I, li- I like to see a mid-range deck come back. So that, I think that's enough on Callblade right now. We'll move into uh, the next deck that I think is going to be a Tier 1. There, there's going to be a lot of Tier 1 decks. <coughs> three. If everyone listening, like you're going to see, it's not going to be the same three or four decks. You're not going to see vampires swinging in as often as they do. It, it's going to be a lot of Tier 1 decks. There's going to be a lot of changes. Testing is going to become re- very important because you're going to move from Callblade into what I think is going to be the second tier deck. It's going to be a blue-red combo. Uh, I'm saying blue-red combo because there's three builds. There's uh, the one that's just Pyromancer's Ascension, which is relevant again. Yes, they don't have Time Warps or Ponders, but now they have the Free Peak, uh, the uh, what's it, Taxi Probe, they have Tezzeret's Gambit, which immediately enables, if there's a Tezzeret Gambit in the graveyard, it's it's immediately enabling Pyromancer's Ascension, uh, before it even, like, hits the graveyard. And you get Pyromancer's bit dig. Like, I was watching a, t- a test game against an Eldrazi Green build, and uh, he, he went down to something like, the guy was playing Pyromancer's Ascension, went down to, like, four life, just from Gitaxian probes and Tezzeret's Gambits and taking damage. And then he just, like, bolted and burst lightning them to death, and I was like, wow, alright, that's a really good way to kill somebody. Yeah, especially if you kick a burst lightning. The second you kick that burst lightning, that's 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 five mana for eight damage. Yeah. Seems pretty good. Yeah, and then you have the splinter-twin combo, we've talked about it before, you understand it, I'm sure, but you can run basically the exact same build, but you can remove the Pyromancer's Ascensions, you can put in a little more Jace Mind Sculptor to get some control in there, you can run a series of other possibilities. And the entire thing is just going to make sure that your your deck as it is is going to uh, get that combo out. You're going to, at some point in time, you're going to flash into Deceiver Exarch, put the Splinter Twin on it, and win them when that happens. So, uh, and the third is the combination of the two. It's called Pyro Twin. That's, that's what I've been working on now. It loses a lot of the draw power. Uh, and by the lot of draw power, I mean like cards like Sea Beyond and Foresee. And you lose Call to Mind. Which is unfortunate, but I mean... The but what you, gain like is, what you gain is uh, stability against uh, any kind of hoser. Like, uh, Callblade is prepared because it's running Celestial Purge, which gets rid of both Pyromancer's Ascension and the uh, Splinter Twin. So that's kind of unfortunate. So you need to be prepared by having more threats, so that their four isn't going to equate to your seven or eight uh, things that are going to win the game for you. Uh the other one is you're going to have to sideboard right in these decks. You're going to have to... I don't like the one that transforms. Please understand that if you're transforming from Pyromancers into this, you're going to lose a lot. Uh, you're also going to lose a lot of cards in relevant sideboard. Like, you won't be able to play cards like Flash Freeze. Or you won't be able to play cards like Mental Misstep. You, you're, you're just going to have to change the deck so well to make it work properly. You're not going to... You're not going to trick anybody into it. Like, you're not even going to be able to be like, ah, did he take out the Pyromancers? Because they're going to sideboard, and it's going to destroy whatever it was supposed to destroy. So as you're playing a, a, a red-blue build, which you have to be prepared for, 
it is sideboarding properly. You need to make sure that your sideboard answers things. If it's if it's any kind of transformation, make sure that it transforms with enough room to answer whatever the actual threat is. Uh, if it's not, if it's some kind of crazy build, like sometimes you want to see a Koth or a Jace Mind Sculptor in there to give you a little bit more of longevity and alternate threats, uh, that's possible. Um, you just don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to spread yourself too thin in a combo deck, and you don't want to build a combo deck that's not the perfect combo deck just so you have a decent sideboard. So it's going to take a lot of testing for that. Any, uh... Well, Kirk's been running, uh, Grixis Splinter Twin now, so it's how's been, that work? It's been my own personal testing over the past couple days, and I just... I have, first of all, I, I found the mana base to be extremely consistent, and, um, I also found that very rarely I had poor mulligans... And that it, it was very consistent. The fact that Spellscat is almost, in a way, it's almost like an insurance policy. It's it's really ensures a lot of my victories in testing, especially against Big Red, against Call Blade, and against other decks in the format. Um, it's really almost the core of the deck, besides the actual combo itself the Seavrex, Ark, and Pyromancer session. And between that and the discard spells of Inquisition of Kozilek and Duress, they really don't have very many answers when you get the pieces together. Uh, the deck is extraordinarily weak to land destruction. Yeah, Tech Edge might give you some problems. Tech Edge is going to be a problem, but at the same time, you're going to gain such an advantage. I feel that your turn one play is almost always a black, so that's uh, yeah, I mean the, I mean there's four um, of the blue black land from Mirrodin, Dark Souls Shores. Shores, so that will almost assure you you have the option of to Inquisition or Preordain, Preordain, which is why I love I like those lands. I think they oh, yeah. put up with a lot of crap, but no, you know, it's um, and you also have your Scalding Tarns to get that double red, which I found in maybe about twenty percent of the games that I've played. It, it has been an issue, and I've had to dig. So you're also running Blackleaf Cliffs, or are you running yes, the uh, Lava Claw Reaches? How is this? Uh, I'm running Blackleaf Cliffs and Scalding Tarns. Okay, so, so how many non-dual lands are there? How many basic lands? I'd say, like, about seven. It's like seven, seven basics? And that's just all targets for, like, Scalding Tarn and... Pretty much. There's no other fetch, right? You don't run, uh... Yeah. Well, don't so, you have, like, Evolving Wilds in there? Yeah, that? I run two copies of Evolving Wilds. Which actually, it hasn't gotten in my way a lot either. Well, good. Just in case you yeah, need I that. Yeah, I feel like you don't really need that that uh, that effect to get the land untapped more often than not because it, you're playing a waiting game. You're playing a survive until. So if that's coming down on turn three, that's really not a big deal. You probably played the spell sky, which is a great blocker on top of everything else. Yeah. Oh, and, four for two. Pretty and good. I almost feel that if they actually cast the spell sky to like they actually cast the spell to remove the spell sky, like if they doomblade it. I, or even if they flame slash it, that's I kind of feel like that's the greatest thing that possibly could have yeah, happened. Because no, yeah. I'm like, spell. I didn't have to pay two life for you to do that. Cool, thanks, bro. That's one less spell that goes towards the Zebrax art. And honestly, the deck has such a good matchup against Red. Besides a fully charged Galvanic Blast, there really is Galvanic Blast. Why would you? Why are you running Galvanic Blast? How many artifacts are you running? Big Red runs it. Because they have ever oh, 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 you're saying against against it. Yeah. It. yeah, no. But you run counters, whatever. Yeah, you're gonna hit no. their one Gal Blast slash Flame Slash. You're, 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 uh, deck, I win you're one of Spell Pierce. I, I, I honestly run two Spell Pierce's main deck. That's right. 
And how many family mana weeks? Uh, three. That's right. Five counter spells. You only need them when you need them. And the fact that, it, as a general rule, most combo decks that I've seen in my past couple years playing Magic, this one's different in the way that it can go off on your opponent's turn. At least one half of the combo. Yeah. Found in, in testing, it kept my opponent on tilt. Um, he was unable to play any spells because he obviously needed to he keep needed an open, just in case he and he couldn't. He couldn't out tempo me, really. I mean, and the answers after all the discard and after everything was just cleared was just he just wasn't able to just get anything out there. And you know, when you have your opponent in that kind of position, you can just let your Jace and Liliana Vest just take over the game for you. Just, you, uh, just remember, Splinter Twin, I'm not Splinter Twin, to see a Rex arc will die to an Inquisition of Gozo. So yeah. if you are in a mirror with black, mental missteps, uh... Yeah, mental missteps on the board, definitely. Yeah, and uh, and here's another thing. When, if you are playing Splinter Twin and to see a Rex arc, uh, and say you make a million bajillion copies of it, please remember that just to make one more at the very end and make that tap something down... Because that could be the difference of like a fog, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you don't want someone fogging you. That's something kind of like, or or some kind of silly. Uh, I I don't know. It just you got to make sure that you can tap something down, get get a, an extra advantage out of it or something. Just you tap a creature. I mean, I don't know. It's you really can't. Or, I mean, you go off with that combo. Generally, you tap if you when, when you play the Swinner Twin on it, uh, and that if your opponent doesn't immediately scoop, um, they're. They probably have the answer. If they don't immediately scoop and they don't have the answer, it's not a it's not a, a mental play. They're actually just retarded. It's not they're not actually like oh maybe if I do that he'll won't no no you're gonna like no nothing's gonna change. This is the combo. The combo went off. Can you stop it? If you try to slow play me or trick me, it's not gonna work. You're gonna die. Don't don't even don't try to trick people into thinking you can stop it. Either. That unfortunately happened a bit during test time. So we're gonna all right so. Splinter Twin, Splinter Twin decks, blue, uh, blue red decks. We go, we got covered right now. We're gonna move on to uh, red, mono red. Uh, it's gonna be really quick. Uh, the big red deck that you may or may not have heard of. It places occasionally. I saw it in one of the Star City uh, uh, Invitational qualifiers. Uh, it's the one that runs Koth and Kodoth of uh, Phoenix right now. Tumble Magnet. Tumble Magnets. Invitation class. Yeah, it's it's a really it's a really weird build. Uh, yeah, it just got really, really good because of Molten Steel, Molten Steel Dragon, Dragon is ridiculous. Volt Charge, and Volt Karn. Charge. And yes, I know it sounds weird, but Karn. Yeah, they're right. Uh, it's, 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 uh, paint your little picture right now. It's turn one, Red Land. Uh, turn two, Chalice, Chalice, for, Chalice one. for one. Or Sphere of the Or Sphere of the Suns. Uh, turn three, Molten Steel Dragon. Well, you can do a turn, okay, turn three, Molten Steel Dragon, turn three, Koth. Uh, turn three, really, basically the rest of your deck at that yeah, point. But if it's if we really walk neat. through the Koth, you got to turn three Koth. You're going to untap one of your lands. You can use it or you can swing with it. Usually you're going to swing, swing with or it. you can bolt something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have more functionality with that. And then the next turn, uh, you have an act. You have a Koth. You can do like one of nine things. You can like bolt charge, get your Koth immediately up to five, and pop your Koth. That's a that's a one turn Koth clock right there. You can. Uh, and then proliferate your sphere, your uh, your chalice. chalice up. You can, uh, and then you can use Kot's second ability because he has a second ability. If anyone forgot, it's the add red for every. He geo surges. Yeah, geo surges. <laughs> Pretty much. 
I mean, you might even only get three or four uh, mana out of it because you haven't been ramping that well, but it doesn't matter because that's going to give you enough mana to cast your Karn. Uh, it's going to give you enough mana to cast an Inferno, Inferno Titan. Titan which it's going to give you right. enough mana to cast a Koldatha, and by that time, you're probably going to have the ability to return it to play every... It's to play, right, when you pay it? Yeah. Like Metalcraft? Metalcraft like like comes right back something. play. Yeah. It's, like, the deck is... The deck is now solid. And then if you get the Molten Steel Dragon out, you just kind of giggle for a while. Because then, if you, like, the next turn, you just, like, cough. You have, like, two turns to not die. Yeah. I have to say that after extensive testing against that card, my personal experience is that the card really, its only drawback is that it's an artifact. Um, Molten Steel Dragon. I mean, the card in general is just, it's capable of just so much damage. It can, it can do... Almost eighteen, fifteen, you know, damage in one turn. Easily, yeah, I think that's that's definitely one of the sleeper cards. Of the you can even run too. like one assault strobe or two assault strobes in just your deck. To, just to get just silly to be with like, it. if you have the removal spell, you have to use it. You're gonna get more people to scoop if you just go assault strobe, and he's already a four four. I have to pay what to make him kill you if yeah. you've done nothing. I have to pay twelve life, and you die. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's like, I pay 12 life and you had Yeah, he's swinging for 20 he's, in the he's, air. Just, he's just a degenerate bastard. You, you have to deal with him. And then the other mono red deck. You probably heard of it. It was called uh, Red Deck Wins. Yeah, Red Deck Wins, you know, the Goblin Guide. The four the four creatures, the four uh, burn spells, the Koth, and then the land deck. Yeah. Uh, this is what happened to the deck, and for anyone who doesn't know. Sideboard didn't change. Nothing changed. Uh, they said play to GOP, didn't make the cut anymore, and they put those uh, sphere of the red... Shrine or the Red Oh, Shrine of the Burning Shrine Rage. Of burning Shrine of the Burning Which Rage. Which is awesome. Yeah, because, way. I mean, like, look at it, like, it's two mana to play, right? Two mana to yeah. cast. So it, it comes down to turn you play the Geopede, and then every turn after that, it's getting, like, three or four counters. What, how are they gonna, what are they gonna do? Like, how are they gonna get it rid of it? It just puts them on a clock. It's like, you're dying in this many turns. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's like, it's, it's like, you get the, like, nothing can stop it, unless there's a spell sky on the board. Uh, it's like, it's like a fireball you can throw off at will. Yeah, right? You can run, like, one Red Sun Zenith, but the deck the deck hasn't changed, so it's still hitting you really hard, but now it's getting the, oh... I'll hit you better. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, now my any burn spell I draw is still going to kill you, because it's going to do that plus more next turn. It really is the KO punch to a deck that really needed it. Yeah. Yeah, the Red... Uh, to, like, to be fair, uh, when I was playing Rug and when I was playing basically any deck, uh, the way I played against Boros and... Uh, Red was the same. It was I saw the first game, and I might have played it, and I might have just automatically scooped. Didn't matter. If I, sometimes I auto scooped when I saw a turn one Goblin God. I was like, "You got it, man. What am I gonna do?" Yeah. Uh, this gave me a little bit of an advantage because I then got the sideboard, and whether they knew what I was playing or not, it didn't matter because at the time I was playing Rug, and if if Rug post sideboard loses to a red deck, you messed You're up. Doing something wrong. You, you, you done fucked up. Like. You get Pyroclasms, you get Flash Freezes, and uh, if you played Ratchet Bombs, you got those, but you probably didn't need to play Ratchet Bombs. But you just won. Like, there was no... Like, you used Pyroclasm as a bulb. You're like, I'll kill your Goblin Guide. Eat a dick. And then you stopped Koth. So it was... They, they just... they Their hand exploded, and the same thing with Koldatha Red, and then nothing came of it. Like, you still ended up crushing them. Uh, now they at least have a way... They have an on-the-board way to shut you down. Yeah. Uh, it's... I mean, you still have to... Be wary of stuff like into the royal. And, I mean, I would, ju- I would if, it, if I think it's like five counters and you're tapped out. I'll just, I won't even draw a card if I only have two mana. Over. Like, no, I don't ever want to see that thing go off. That's kind of a little bit of a hose. But the deck is, the deck is good. 
it, it's still standard. It actually just got better. You don't need the GOP swinging for for seven anymore because you have the shrine burning. You have the shrine that's going to hit for seven. Die. Yeah, or, or nine or twelve or however absurd amount. It certainly has the potential to do some devastating. Damage. Yeah. You still have your, you know, I'm machine. surprised they don't put that in the big red deck. I mean, with all the proliferating going on, that's kind pop of pop it off that much faster. Yeah, you know what? You'll probably see like one or two in big red. Yeah, I think red. people might start just using because. It. But you know what? It, it doesn't seem very relevant early in, against them. They, it, it also because big red's early game is just dropping artifacts. Basically, they're dropping the spheres. Yeah, it's, it's it, they're chalices. like their burn spells are, are creature control. They're like, oh, I don't want that on the board. That's it. So um, I can I see somebody sneaking in as like a two over something couple decks here and there, though. I don't think that's too far-fetched to a... Mono-red variants, they got a little stronger. Uh, And the best thing is, they got stronger because of an artifact, not because of any red cards in the new set. Not even Urbrask really makes the cut anymore, even though I think he's great. I think Urbrask is really good, but I just don't think it's his time yet. No, it will be soon. When Goblin Guide set goes out, when you don't have to worry about... When Innishad comes out, I think he might be a a go-to guy. Yeah, and then, alright, so that's all we can talk about for red, because really nothing much has changed, but uh, we can move what on What about to the, uh, that uh, Heavy Metal deck? Heavy, me- uh, uh, heavy Metal. Heavy Metal is actually steel. an extraordinarily cheap, and I mean that in every sense of the word, deck. Uh, I think we talked about it a little bit last podcast, but it's, it's been a little more clear now. Uh, it runs 12 creatures that have a pay 1 or pay 2 and a Frexian uh, to get them. Uh, one is the black. It's a Frexian black for one for a one one white Bolt link. Scourge, yeah. Bolt Scourge. Uh, for a one one white link in and flying. The white link flyer, right? Yeah. Have infect or anything, right? No, no. just no. a flying life. Yeah. Link so you have him. You have the uh, porcelain legionnaire. Porcelain legionnaire. Spine and, and there's, there's a blue spine or thopter. red one. I don't remember which one of those it was. I think the spine thopter is one they use. What does the spine thopter have? It's a two one flyer. For a two and a Frexian blue. Oh yeah, that's exactly it. I would even run. Uh, the two, two, the, the what's the the red baby of the uh, horde, the dragon? Oh, Immolating Soul either. Yeah, I would even run him because at that point you just don't care. And then it's the Memnites and the Ornithopters and the yeah. Steel Overseers. Glen Hawk you, Idols. You've seen it before. You know what's happening. Yeah. Glen Hawk Idol. Yeah, exactly. And then you just drop a. Uh, it's a turn three win. Like it really is doing nothing out of the ordinary. Like it's just like play card, play card, play card. By turn three, they drop the Tempered Steel, and they just win. Yeah. If you ha- And you know what? Turn they're gonna, they got the their turn three going. is going to be a lot faster than yours. So it, it dies to Pyroclasm, but then again, that just sets you up to, for one bad deck, which you can shut up by using, like, Core Firewalkers, because you're already probably... You're running Mono Red White, if you didn't figure that one out yet. Yeah, it's yeah and you get to, And you, do you run Stoneforge in that build? You can. Who builds with Squadron Why Hawks? Why would you run Squadron Hawks? people aren't very Get some more creatures. No, because not like, I saw Like, I saw this one. This one. The deck looked kind of cool, but it, he tried, like, merging that and uh, Quest yeah. into one. It looked kind of It looked kind of cute. It looked that's, like it can come out with, like, a blowout play yeah, out of nowhere. That no. sounds like an awful Wreck your idea. Face. Yeah, it sounds like, it sounds mean, like if, it, if you get beaten because of it, it's, the t- it's time to just hang up your deck and, yeah. you know, go play Yu-Gi-Oh! or something. Yeah, no. It, uh, I just thought, I thought it was cute, like... Now, what was, um, was a funny idea? What's that card? Dispatch? Yeah, Dispatch. Yeah, Dispatch gets played in that. You know why? Because it's, like we said... It's always a path. It's always a path to exile. Like, it, it's, it's like, yeah, no. No, I'm turn two? Yeah, no, I have Metal Craft. Shut up. Like, it's... The deck... You don't have to worry about Day. Like, you don't have to worry about Day of Judgment. You you can win with, like, a Memnite... Oh, you can run... And Signal Pass. I'm sorry, I forgot Signal Pass. Yeah, signal you can signal win pass. with, like, a Memnite and three creatures... Because your turn one and your turn two are going to be 
creature drops. Like, no matter what. And, like, Mox Opal and stuff. I'm sorry. Segway. Yeah, that uh, runs a couple of Mox Opals. You can win on turn... Two, if you're lucky. No, you can't win. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Well, wait, no. wait. Four like... Mem Knights, a Mox Opal, one of those uh, Skitter dudes. Vault Scourge? Yeah, Vault Scourge. And... Uh, no, not Vault Scourge. Um, uh, the 2-1 Flyer. Two one oh, the uh, spine top deck. Yeah, so that's it, and the only card left in your hand is the Tempered Steel, and then you top deck the land. <laughs> and you go, oh, land, Tempered Steel, I win. Because that's 3, 6, 9, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. No, it's only 16, I'm sorry. You didn't win on turn 2, you only did 16 damage. Oh, only 16, sorry. God forbid. Tier, 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 folks. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I guess there that's, really That's like no living way. the dream, but... I mean, it's possible. I mean, no, happen, but, it's, but it's very possible, because you have 8 Free creatures. Yeah. Eight free creatures. And then you have four creatures that... Uh, eight creatures that cost one, and th- uh, one Frexy, whatever. Well, twelve eight, creatures. And twelve creatures that cost two. Well, I'm trying to think. Steel Overseer. Uh, the t- oh, Steel Overseer is in there, too. I forgot yeah, about those other guys. Um, yeah, you're... It's a fun... You know what? It's dirt cheap. Like, Mox Opal is the cost of that deck. Yeah. So if you got, like... It's not, it doesn't even run four. It runs you can't three run Mox four. Opals. So it's like 60 bucks worth of Mox Opals, and then Commons, and Tempered Steel. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tempered Steel is still like a dollar. I wipe my feet with Tempered Steel every day. Yeah. So. Uh, that's kind of That's weird. gross. What's wrong with your feet? Yeah. What? Alright. I was implying it was a crappy card. I wipe my feet with Tempered Steel. Well, I have a question for you. Yeah. Would you now be replacing Tempered Steel with Eleshnorn? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you usually have some divine hatred for Elish North. I have a divine hatred for seven mana creatures. Uh, the other okay. deck we're going to talk about see how is, is going to be Quest, only it's not Quest because Quest sucks. We're talking about Pure Steel Paladin. Uh, I, as I said last week, I think that if that card goes in Quest, it's because you're not smart. Uh, and I, I guess someone listened to this podcast, or is just smart on their own, and I'm just taking credit for it. But they're like, yeah, why would we run both? Let's just run Pure Steel Paladin. So there's a quest deck running around. Basically, it's it's like the, the bastard son of uh, uh, Mono White Control that was, and Quest White Weenie. And it runs uh, Pure Steel Paladin, Stoneforge Mystic Squadron, blah, 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 blah same stuff, different day. The, those, uh, you know, some Mem Knights, I guess. I don't know if it runs Ornithop, I don't remember. Cause you're not it's really, just some Mem Knights. Yeah, I think it's just the Mem Knights, because the free creature's a big deal. And... Uh, I don't care if you see a build that runs this, it runs the White Exarch, whose name I will never remember. What does the White Exarch do? What does the White Exarch do? Are you saying that to keep this conversation going, or you actually just don't know what it does? I actually don't know what it does. Oh, okay. It's two mana for a 2-2 that says when it comes into play, you gain two life or your opponent loses two life. Okay. Okay. So what it is, is it's an Ember Hauler that already did its job when it came into play. Like, if it, like, it's, it's, it's like mono white gets a shock. And a creature? Really? Yeah, it's really good. And then if you put a sword on it? Really? Like, it's just... The deck is just so full of cards. Like, it, I think it I think it curves out at two. Like, I think that's it. I think it's like, uh, two drops and then I win. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like I like that build. Uh, no, it seems like a pretty fun build. And then you can even... You can even run days. You can make more days. Uh, you don't get to run... You can run due respect. Remember, it's the one that tap. All right, we're not awkward talking about silence. Yeah. Awkward silence. Awkward silence. Do respect. All right. Um, so that's the mono white deck that you're gonna have to see. I'm not getting into details about playing against these decks because honestly, I haven't. A lot we of these decks I haven't I mean, 
seen. Uh, I, I joked about due respect, but you don't know. Uh, the next thing I'm going to talk about might actually get hurt by a card like due respect. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, Mono Green No Drazi. Uh, Eldrazi still exists. I see a lot more talk about it shifting back to the way it was, which instead of being mono green, it was green white with the walls. This way, when they get their Karn out, they have almost guaranteed protection against your creatures. And so you to restart the game. And then you don't have to worry about using Karn as removal. Uh, you can just be like, yeah, I'm going to restart the game with the Ulamog. Which is pretty good. Yeah, well, no, it's actually I think it's better than starting with an Emrakul. Either way, you pretty much if you start with an Eldrazi out, you're pretty much gonna win. I mean, even like a Ulamog's Crusher is gonna put some work in if you start it's like, a game. Are you with even gonna play a land? Because like, remember, yeah. when the, when the, those guys come into exile, they can attack as soon as the game starts because they were in at the beginning of your upkeep. Uh, well, before your yeah, upkeep. before your upkeep, they're basically like a ley line. If we're talking about the opalescence, so, so they pretty much have haste. So yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's just like okay, you're screwed. Yeah, like I said last week, and I'm gonna say it forever. If 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 that if Karn pops, you lose. Like it's not it's not restart the game. It's you lose because the worst things I can start with is like even if I'm having you discard and I happen to get there and stall long enough to make it happen, I'm still gonna crush you. I'm still gonna end your day because I'm gonna start with whatever shitty permanent you happen to. Pay. Even if I start with a land, I'm like cool, I win. I know how about. I can points. honestly say that I did use his ultimate ability at the pre-release, and I started the game with the Horde Smelter Dragon. Horde Smelter Dragon? Yes. So you won that game, right? I'm pretty sure I won yeah. that game. Did the, and did you play it? Yeah. Did he? So he actually... What, Horde Smelter's a 4-4 four, four, or 5-5? Five, 5-5. Five? Five, five. Five, five, five. So he, let, he didn't want to just scoop to the fact that you were going to start a game with a 5-5 five five that's going to attack for 5 on turn one. I gotta give him that credit. Flies. He was persistent. Five Did he have five. a dismember? Did, was, he, was that the assumption? I don't know. You know what? That's fine, because that would have been 9 damage on turn 1. Yeah. Uh, you, or, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, the other thing about Karn is uh, when he restarts the game, who, who chooses whether they play or draw? <laughs> is it like is it legitimately rest- is it like a full restart or is it just like uh, rewind till right before you? I'm at your assuming cards? in the previous game before he restarted, whoever was had choice has choice again. I don't know. I'll maybe maybe it's choice reason. locked. Maybe it's choice locked. It might be choice locked. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Either way, you you should if card restarts the game, you much, lose. Like yeah. just stop. That is a question for a rainy day, isn't it? It's like Jace going off. Really, you're gonna stay? Asshole. Yeah, I've seen people win after getting Jace popped on them. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. Because there was two Emrakuls in his hand. When Ricky was running Eldrazi Green, Ramis popped Did he have enough to cast the Emrakul? Yeah. Oh, okay, then that makes sense. That's why. <laughs> Alright, that's just mean. Anyway, uh, so that deck, now, uh, like I said, we're going to talk about uh, Mono Green No Drazi. Uh, just a little uh, uh, rogue build. Um, that might see a lot of play because it's basically a Fauna Shaman deck. Still using Vengevine. Apparently Vengevine hasn't lost value. It's using it Birthing Pod. And it's using Birthing Pod. And it's using it the right possible way. It's it's actually kind of degenerate. It's uh, just to paint a picture of how it works. It's usually like a turn one bird or a land war elf. Uh, and then it's going to uh, enable you a turn two Birthing Pod. Which is going to enable you a turn three Mere Superior. Which is that five six that you can only cast with mana from creatures. Uh, Doesn't that seem like an awful lot of work? To get a 5-6 out? Yeah. Vanilla. 5-6 just swings once. 
And then he gets bigger. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right, it is. But then again, it, he might not. He might just be that guy that swings out. Oh, well, yeah, if they don't... If, like, you're, like if, if you know the deck you're going against, if they can't really deal with the deck, The deck doesn't require like Birthing Pod, but this is just like, you know, this is just God Hand status. You get the Birthing Pod out. If the Birthing Pod resolves, you're pretty sure that unless they have a way to destroy it or get rid of it, uh, every turn you're going to see a new creature. So the Mere Superior morphs into, like, uh, a, a shit ton of cards, actually. It can uh, morph into, like... Leatherback um, Ballath. Leatherback Ballath. Viridian Corruptor to destroy an artifact. Um, you, you, if you when, once you get into sideboard acts, you can you can even run like Omnath, uh, Locus of Mana now because it doesn't matter if he gets removed because you're just playing him for like one life or two life or two mana total. Yeah. He's fine. Like and then you just have so much mana for the rest of the game. It's silly. Uh, then like the third one becomes four, which is like you know, Vengevine, Obstinate Ballad, the, ma- the Massacre, Thrun. Run like you can now. You can now be like hi, Thron, and then you know sideboard. Whether I mean, there's a whole bunch of different yeah, it's, things. It's like a, it's food chain. I still think the sorcery yeah. speed really hurts the card. No, it, because if it wasn't sorcery speed, it'd be stupid good. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, but I think that's what it needs to be. I think that no, because no, the only remember good. the only reason it's sorcery speed isn't because they don't want you doing any crazy tech tricks with attacks and anything like that. It's because they really, really, really don't want you doing it on your opponent's turn. Yeah. Like, like that's unfair because then whatever your birthing pot into is automatically going to have haste, and then you're going to go into turn. Your, well, also, your another thing with it, instant speed is like you can block something response to blocking declared, swap that creature out for something else, yeah. stuff like that. Like it just yeah, it's, causes it's, a lot of yeah. complications and silly it just cool seems stuff. To hurt this card's value you get to, a lot. but remember when you're four going to five, if you happen to get there, your four going to five is um, acidic slime, acidic slime, uh, or acidic fun. slime. Pretty much all they got for five. It doesn't matter because if you if you if you get to four and that's what happens, like you really shouldn't have to worry about getting to five because you're also still building mana. Like this is all happening and you're still playing other cards. And then they got molten steel dragon and yeah, they run like molten steel dragons, uh, worm coil coil engine, and you can still get molten steel out on turn four. So you can even throw primeval titan. Actually, you can get molten steel out on turn like three. You know, because it still runs cobras. You're still running fauna shaman. You're still running vengevine. You know, the deck just works. Like, it, it seems cool. It seems like it actually has a lot of problems with certain things. Like Anyway, if you answer that burly pod in any way. No, because you're still running a Fauna Shaman deck. Then. Yeah, you're still running the Mono Green stuff. You're still running, you're still running a, like, you're, the only thing that makes Birthing Pod amazing is it's Fauna Shaman and gives you Enter the Battle. I'd rather them blow up my Birthing Pod than touch my 5-6 Mirror Superior that's beating them in the jaw. Like... You know what, like, if you get that, t- like, it doesn't matter, though, like, because that, that Mere Superior gets to come out no matter what, because it yeah. only can be cast from mana from creatures, and you're running birds, and you're running land of war elves, and Lotus you're running cobras. Lotus Cobras, which is mana from creatures. So, actually, that's really mean. You can be, like, turn two a Lotus Cobra, and then turn three you can play a fetch. Or you could be a jerk and turn one fun the Is Mere Superior a legend? No. You can, like, double drop with, like, a fetch land. Yeah. No, what I saw is so, uh, someone was messing with a green deck. Uh, they had that Vorniclex of Hunger dude. Yeah. Not him. No, the uh, Chancellor. The green play a turn one mirror. Uh, not mirror. Uh, Fauna Shaman. Either turn one Fauna Shaman retarded. or turn one Lotus Cobra is just kind or of. Or if mean. you luck out and have two of that guy in your opening hand, you can just play your Mirror Superior on turn one because it gives you the mana. Turn one five six is pretty cool. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think that's mana produced by he green. He produces the mana. No, he doesn't. I don't know. 
Let's go to the rule book, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to. No, well, we're, uh, we're going to. Actually, because we don't know, we're going to assume, yes, that is how it works. Write in the show notes amazing. for next week. We'll look it up and tell you yeah, next we'll, week. We'll get you some more information uh, after I, it happens. That would be pretty crazy, though, if that actually... You can yeah. imagine that turn but one? But no, the reason it's chances, so cool, hey, the reason, and the reason you can yeah. run that shitty Chancellor is because if you turn one of Fauna Shaman, you get rid of the Chancellor. It's exactly. like, bye, Chancellor. Peace out. You served your purpose. You're not going to need him for anything else. No, it, it, I mean, you know what? He's still like, doesn't he have like vigilance and uh, he's know, like a trample? six seven vigilance? Does he have vigilance and trample? Like, there's like the, the two abilities I never thought like I'd see together. Vigilian mana, though. Cost seven. Seven. Didn't we just have this conversation? Yeah, but remember, you have birthing pods. You'll get him out. You're running green. Yeah. And you're fine. running mad ramp. Like, you'll be fine. People it's can cast Emrakul. I mean, I'm sure. But it's can not cheap, and that's the problem. If you want to run cute decks. Make sure they're a little on the cheap side, like the, any of the white decks that are coming out right now, with the exception of the Stoneforge Mystic. Those are kind of cute. The Heavy Metal is kind of cute. This deck is not cute. This deck's the opposite of cute. It's it's expensive. You're going to have to pull a lot of stuff from a lot of different places. But then again, you can, like, splash other colors. You can, like, make it Bane Slayers. You can, you know, you can make it red-green Stompy with Birthing Pod. I want to transform a Thrun into a Bane Slayer and then transform that into a friggin' Worm Coil Engine. I don't know. Just man. because. You know what? You know what else is kind of rude. I think that if you use the uh, the birthing pod on a four drop for like a precursor golem, I kind of think that you win. Like, yeah, that's pretty good. Too. Like, I think that like you're sacrificing a creature usually after it swings or does whatever it needs to do to do what to get three more creatures immediately. Like, it's it's a pretty strong play. I mean, we're talking about it's a green deck. You get to sideboard in the new reclaim the with the regrowth for free. Puts on top of the deck. Um, you get the there's a whole bunch of cool stuff, and then you get all the same green. I think it's got. A, I think it sideboards well, actually. If I say yeah. anything, I think it sideboards into everything. Like it sideboards removal, uh, green removal. It and oh yeah, and you get the mainboard. Um, Spellskite. No, fuck Spellskite. We've already sucked. No, music. never fuck Spellskite. What if I ask nicely? Take it to a fancy dinner. Anyway, wow. what about um? Uh, Beast Within. Beast Within. You get to run oh. Beast Within. Well, of course. Beast Within is amazing. And then, like, please remember, Beast Within is really good because you can Beast Within your own stuff and make a 3-3. When you have, you're playing green, so you're probably going to be accelerated. So you can just be like, you know what? My Lotus Cobra just doesn't quite make it anymore. But now it's a 3-3. Instant speed. That's going to swing next turn. You can run Garrick. I think you run Garrick. I think you're only two Garricks. No, no, no. I don't get tired of Garrick. Like, no, I play he's him. Just, he's really good. You know, like, he wins games or he's fucking useless. That's the rule of Garrick. He's never really useless. He's always, I mean, yeah, because if you get a Garrick... He untaps Garrett, your lands, he makes blockers for you. You need, yeah. He like, needs supporters, he needs other creatures. Well, I love Garrick against Red, because it's just, they, they just cry. That it is, Garrick is an anti-Red card at its best. It, because technically they get the one up on you with like a Searing Blaze. They're like, hi, I kill your beast and your Garrick. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that very well, but that was three less damage I took, and if you're a red mage, you're probably wanting to kill me more than the beast. Yeah. So... You want to outrace it. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about, uh, and apparently I'm the only one who wants to talk about this, is the uh, the existence of Infect on a whole. Blue-black Infect. If you played it before, play it now. you got cooler cards. It seems to work better. Um... Elves is now an infect deck because what is the uh, glister elf? Oh, did you? See no, 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 not, not, no. not. Well, yes, you get a glister elf, but what's the card that gives them overrun and infect? Oh, triumph of the hordes, I think it is. Yeah, it's, like it's, that. yeah, you get like you get like infect overrun now, so you just run plus your one, normal plus elf one deck. Trample infect. It's like okay. 
Yeah, you. Yeah, and it, it, which is basically exactly what I said. Yeah. It's yeah, it's good. So you run elves and you don't read, you don't draw the monument anymore. So this makes elves viable Post-trip. past the rotation because you don't really lose. You lose Arbor Elf and you lose Draga Tree Speaker, but I'm sure we're gonna get. You get like Glistener Elf. You get kind of like popcorn said, of scouts. Of course, sets right around the corner. There's yeah, always going to be elves. You're gonna, you, we're going to see elves arch druid again. Yeah. So your elf deck is still going to be fine. You can run like Ar- infect elves, and then you can like swap out, and then you can run like Malira against infect. You just get like these cool. You still get the fauna shaman effects for Tajuro Preserver. Tajuro Preserver is great because it shuts Karn down. No, no it, it doesn't. doesn't. I'm sorry. I'm thinking all is dust. You lie. We don't need to run all is dust anymore. We have Karn. Uh, Karn is. Yeah. Potentially a better all of those. But the but, deck, yeah. the deck, uh, the deck in particular I want to talk about is uh, is all infect. Ah, it's a pun. <laughs> and I and I said it, Kirk. So I owe you a nickel for as I stole a pun from you. A um, nickel to the pun jar. Yeah, there should be. It should be a punishment. Two in a row. Got it. Anyway, um, <laughs> the the way the deck works, uh, it, it's involved only about Glistener Elf, and as the only creature, <laughs> it's like the only creature. Like you could run. You know, like a Necropeat or something, I guess, if you really want to. But it's all about, like, dump one drop Glistener Elf, and then every green and black and red pump spell that you can get your hands on. I mean, you can be, like, uh, Groundswell Assault Strove. <laughs> to auto win? Yeah, it's a one-shot win. You can be, like, Vampire's Bite, Mutagenic Growth. Uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're really trying to do that... I mean, I think uh, I think there's a deck build somewhere on uh, building on a budget on the MTG website that has a, a very uh, it's building on a budget, so it's a very uh, poor man's version of of the way the deck can work. The deck can work the deck can work a lot faster if you get to add like black into the deck because you can run like Verdant Catacombs. You can get your hands on Vampire's Bites. You can get your hands on spot removal in the sideboard and like surgical extractions and memorizes. You can uh, give it uh, finds it, yeah finds it a basswood to make sure it doesn't die. You can kind of shift the focus of the way the deck works. Yeah. You get to run like basically it's like a Jund infect build. It's possible you can run like just mono green. You can run green black, but it's all based around this one creature because it's a one for a one one infector, and that's pretty much the best infector that's ever been made for its yeah. cost. That's <laughs> it's, it's the most cost effective. Well, infector I still think my preference for an infect deck is blue black control with Skithrix. I mean. Skitherix and Frexian Crusader. Yeah. Don't well, lie. You don't need the Frexian Crusader. Don't ever lie. He, he just can't die. To... Oh, sure he can. How? Get his throat cut. So, first all right. of all, let me just clarify something. This is all an infect deck. It's bad. Don't play it. Use it for kindling in your fireplace. Or throw it in your garbage. No, it's... You know what, though? You're gonna get enough... You're gonna get enough shock value in. So, yeah. like, you really are. You're gonna get enough... Like, I can okay. see someone win if you Yeah, I can okay. see... Okay, dies to bolt... Dies to removal. It doesn't matter. Dies to removal. It does. It dies to removal. So you know Everything what? Dies to you have to. Nowadays. You just have to prepare for that. Run spellsky. If you're running infect, yeah, run spellsky. Put spellsky. Why not? Whatever. Spellsky. Like you get to be. Like, ah, I still like. All it is is getting. You don't have to play it immediately. You don't have to be like. Ha! Ah, turn one. That. You can do. You can do some crazy stuff with it. It's. You don't really need to worry though. If they're running red. You're already gonna have a bad matchup. Yeah, you're so, gonna yeah. lose. If you're playing me, you're gonna lose. The <laughs> only the only real awe that's gonna be is when I beat your face in. That's pretty much gonna be it. Is that a threat? On that note, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I will be building that deck today. Just to beat Kirk with. Uh, the next podcast, we will be discussing the epic match. We're gonna do a best of five 
uh, no sideboard uh, against Kirk's uh, what deck? The Grixis? Grixis. We're going to do Grixis Splinter Twin? Splinter Twin versus Listener Elf. Right, we're gonna. I'm gonna build. I'm gonna build a version of the deck, and I'm gonna face him off five times, and uh, we're gonna see who ends up on top of that. You think you're gonna beat him? It's not best two. Out of, it's not best three out of five. We're doing five matches. I, Why I was, don't you guys make like a prop bet with this or something? No prop bet. All right, Kirk. I got a bet for you. Okay. If I win, okay. You have yep. to dedicate a page in your rare binder to Elish Norton. You must never trade her. And you must make all fair trades when possible if someone offers her to you. Okay. Until you have nine Elish Norns. Okay. Okay. What would you like from me? Okay. At the next PTQ or Star City event or, you know, whichever big, not, event. big event, you will have to run a Quest White Weenie deck. Now, is that Quest with the Pure Steel? Or no. 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 We're not. All right. So I, so I can at least run a Quest that might win. No. You're not going to win. <laughs> Or you could just make him run the, the Glistener Elf deck at the PTQ. Yeah. Oh, 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 that'll be even better. Is that what it is? Well, it, that's what it is. I, all right, yes. all right, I'll take that deal. I'll, I'll take, take that deal. You get, you, I still feel, you know what, though? That's fair, because you have to do everything in your power to get Elish Norns. Yeah. Like, you have to you have to be like, I need him, I'll give you money for them. Because if I'm going to waste $25 in the PTQ, <laughs> you're going to waste $25 on Elish Norns. If you see a foil one, you have to have it immediately. Yep. If, the, if the entire page isn't surrounded, at least by one in the middle, you fail. So that's the final. No, bet. I, I will. I will stick to my guns. All right, Glistener Elf happening. All right, so you're on all in effect if you lose at the next PTQ or big event we go to, and you're gonna get a page of Elish Norns. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, this is not gonna be great at all. Uh, I just built pyro. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all right. So I think we're covered on decks you should be running and decks you shouldn't be. And the reason why it's so important that we talk about this now is because uh, this weekend, uh, I believe the fifteenth, yeah, the fifteenth, is going to be a the first PTQ of the PTQ season in on the East Coast. Anyway, uh, it's going to be in Philadelphia. Uh, New Frexia will be out. Uh, get ready for it. You know, build your decks and everything like that. Now, I personally, I don't like going to the first PTQ of a season. I know a lot of people do because they like that shock factor. Like, they might be able to run a rogue deck that no one saw, like a red-green land destruction deck, or uh, some kind of mono blue, or even, like, Grand Architect with something that we haven't even seen yet. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different I still want to see Grand Architect. Oh, wow, Grand Architect puts a Mere Superior out immediately. Wow, it does. <laughs> wow, I didn't even think of that. Grand Architect is awesome now, people. You get Mere Superior. Wow. Anyway, Ubermere. Ubermere, that's true. It is Ubermere. Um, we get a. Uh, I don't like to play them because I, I really don't like to waste like twenty five or thirty dollars to play a deck that just I just started practicing or I haven't gotten enough true testing against and I don't know enough of the meta. I usually go to like the second through every other one in the tri-state area and sometimes Boston. But fifteenth um, uh, is one. I believe there's a couple of others around the country over the next couple of days. Uh, in a couple weeks. Yeah, well, uh, I'm planning on going. Well, yeah, we're going. Uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm we'll sorry. Go. RTFC will represent. We will represent. We will, we will be there. Uh, if anything, I'll just try to do like a uh, draft for a box or something during the process. But I want to see... We're going to have a deck report. Next week is going to be deckless reports. We're yeah. going to talk about how the tournament went. We're going to do a full tournament report. Uh, we're going to be spying on people throughout the course of the game. We're going to be making people very uncomfortable. Um, if I happen to come across extra money, or if in my somehow 
case I pull enough to build uh, uh, something stupid good, or if I feel like I have money to waste, we'll all play, we'll all give you our experiences, personal, and we're guaranteed we're going to tell you uh, what decks won, why they won, if they won for a good reason, if they won because of shock value, and if they're going to stay around. We will also give you the results of the previous prop bet. Yeah. Elish Norn. We're going to get a whole bunch at the PTQ, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's going to be Elish Norns all over the place, man. All right, everybody, so uh, we're going to close this up now. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to make this a little shorter than last week's, obviously. Uh, as always, broadcasting from Kirk's Basement, uh, I'm Tony. This is Kirk. And I'm Phil. And please, for the love of God, read the fucking card. <laughs>